All right, welcome back. So uh, it is 12.51 in the morning. It is right after the NBA draft. A final pick has been made. Chris Livingston out of Kentucky, selected by the Bucks. Um, so I'm just going to do my reactions to the draft. Um, before, uh, I don't know, It's we'll get into it. But um, yeah, that's going to be this week's episode. So let's just go ahead and get into music. Go ahead and hit it. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. Okay, so no surprises when it comes to the number one pick, Victor Wembanyama. Spurs, no doubt. Second pick kind of confused me, although I knew there was rumors saying that the Hornets were going between Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, for me, it was going to be Scoot all the way. I mean, we heard this top two for so long, and then just within the last week, it's like, oh, Brandon Miller. Um, so, Horns get Miller. Blazers get Scoot Henderson, which I think is awesome for <laughs> the Trailblazers. Like, um, they shut down trade talks for Damian Lillard, so it seems Lillard is going to stay for now <laughs> in Portland. We know that's kind of what he wants to do. But, uh, yeah, he's in there now. Now he's at Scoot Henderson, and I think that is a great pairing. The Thompson Twins going back-to-back picks, number four, number five. Um, I don't have a lot. I'm going to be honest. Outside of Victor and Scoot, I was not confident in this class at all. Um, it's going to be the first time that we're real, we're truly going to see what the overtime league can do because um, that's where the Thompson Twins are from. We've seen what G League Ignite can do. That's why I'm not as concerned with Scoot. Um, Brandon Miller, I'm not high on him at all. I mean, there was a couple weeks ago where pe- pe- people were thinking that he was going to go to the Pacers at 7. Now he's the number 2 pick. I don't see how that really works. Um I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as high on Brandon Miller as I think a lot of people are. And then you got Anthony Black. I don't know. Um, Pacers originally drafted Bilal Kuibali, which I was like, no, God, please don't do it. Um, and then they traded him for a player that I didn't really want at all, Jarris Walker. This was someone who. I had heard in mock drafts for the Pacers earlier on in the year. And it was like right after the tournament. And I remember me and one of my friends were looking at it, and I I was not high on him at all. I understand he is a big-time defensive player. He was only a freshman at Houston. He scored 11 points a game, which, I mean, it's pretty good for a team on Houston, I guess. But I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not high on him. Every time I've watched him, it's just, it's not impressive to me. And I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too high of expectations on him. But when you trade for a guy, and you know he's a top ten pick, I think that that those expectations are warranted. And I am just not high on on him at all. It could be com- It could be completely wrong. I don't know. Um, I know that the Pacers needed to fill out their front court. Um, 
I've the rumor was that the Pacers were looking to trade number seven, the number seven pick for like a top wing player. We end up trading number seven for number eight. So I don't know. I was saying when you put that high of expectations on something like, oh, the Pacers are wanting to trade number seven to get an elite wing player. Apparently, that elite wing player was DeAndre Hunter. And I honestly, I might honestly want Walker more than Hunter. Again, I'm huge on defense. Like, then that's that's another defensive minded guy. But, you know, I just kind of fell on the sword of the Heat being a pretty good defensive team. And then they lose the finals in five games. So. Defense will forever be, like, my love in basketball. But you got to, let's be honest, it's taken a, it's took, it took a hit in the finals. Um, Pacers overall, I didn't like, I didn't like it. I did not like their draft. I don't know what was up with it. We'll get into more of that later. And I know it sounds like I'm hating on this draft in multiple facets um but i mean it's it's huge for all these guys i mean all the guys in the first round are getting guaranteed contracts um it's life-changing congratulations to all of them i truly mean that um but yeah i don't know this this draft it could prove me wrong i don't know but to me it has a 20 what was it 14 uh draft vibe Let's see here. Nope, not 2014, 2013. Um, except that the generational player went number one instead of number 15, like Giannis went. There's just a bunch of guys where I'm like, wow, there's not really that many good names on here that stick out to you. You had Oladipo go number two. Otto Porter Jr., number three. Cody Zeller, number four. They're kind of contributing. Uh, Trey Burke has had, like, a few good games. Steven Adams, Stash Brothers. Uh, Giannis, like I mentioned. Um, Rudy Gobert went number 27. Uh, and then it, there's just not anything for this draft class in the second round nothing 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 at all so it kind of has that vibe to me i'm not sure uh michigan they got two guys in the well almost in the lottery kobe buffkin went 15 but jet howard's going to the magic team up with franz wagner uh let's see grady dick going to the Raptors. I saw a comp on ESPN the other day where they said that the best that grade, like his high ceiling was Kyle Korver. And I'm like, Jesus, that's to me. That's all you have to say about this draft. Uh, Kobe Buffkin going to the Hawks and ESPN said that, you know, Kobe Buffkin was one of the best players in the big 10 for like the last couple, like the last six weeks, something like that. And for someone who watches the Big Ten regularly because they're a Purdue fan, and, you know, I just like watching the Big Ten, what, 
I I know so many Michigan fans that when Kobe Bufkin left, they're like, what is this guy doing? Most of the time, if you're the best guy in the Big Ten, you're not questioning if they're going to leave or not. I wouldn't have questioned if Zach Eady would have left. He's the best player in the Big Ten and one best player in the country. But nope, God forbid. I mean, Kobe Bufkin, he's probably going to, I guess, at some point. I have no idea what they were talking about on that one. Let's see. Jalen Huchifino to the Lakers? I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. I don't know what it is. Um, To me, it almost seems like it fits him, if that makes sense at all. I think with his style of play, I think it fits well in L.A. a lot. Um, A lot of pull-up jumpers, very exciting basketball. I mean, this is coming from a Purdue fan. I mean, it's exciting. All I know is that um, a poor, his first paycheck – I. I said to someone it should be a portion, but it probably should be his whole first paycheck should just be written to Purdue as a thank you. Just because if he doesn't have that game in Mackey, I don't think he leaves to go to the draft, let alone get drafted so high. I just don't think he would leave. But congrats to him. Uh, Jaime Hawkins Jr. going to the Heat. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of with it. Um... Cam Whitmore dropping to number 20. I mean, the Rockets got a steal. I mean, they got Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore in the first round. Trailblazers get Chris Murray. Uh, We saw what Keegan did on the Kings. So maybe, I mean, him and Scoop, maybe. I I don't know. It could happen. Um... Grizzly drafting Market Sasser, and then it was traded to the Celtics first. And I was like, oh my God, Marcus Sasser and the Celtics would be incredible. That sounds incredible. I mean, this is a guy who we were thinking for the past couple years, if he would have been healthy, was going to be the best player in college basketball. And I think he held up to the standard in this, in this past year. You know, it's just injuries got to him towards the end. Then he goes to the Pistons, and I'm now I'm kind of questioning what's up with that. Because if we go to the Pistons lineup, the first two people I think of when, you know, when I think of Pistons backcourt is Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. And those are guys that have gotten the past two drafts. And they're adding a Sir Thompson. And a Sir, I'm not sure on his whole... He seems like a guard wing type. He'll probably play three, maybe. But they have Killian Hayes, Jaden Ivey, Corey Joseph, this from last year, Alec Burks, Rodney Magruder, RJ Hampton, Cade Cunningham, um, Buddy Bayheim could probably play a two, even though he's on a two-way contract list as a small forward. So now, throwing Marcus at... They even have Hamadou Diallo, who's 6'5", and he's listed as a small forward. Um, Yeah, I don't... They're just adding so many guards. And I mean, Jalen Dern's great as a center. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic listed as a power forward. This team needs to get bigger. 
Because even for Duran, he's a 6'10 center. Isaiah Stewart's a 6'8 center. Marvin Bagley is a 6'11 center. James Wiseman, we're kind of normal there, 7'240 center. And they add so many guards. And I think so many ball-dominant guards. Like, I don't know how Cade, Jaden, Asur, and Marcus Sasser are going to work in this. Especially since it's a first-round pick in Marcus Sasser. If you get him the second round, you turn him into probably a two-way player, put him towards the end of the bench, I'm fine with that. But a first-rounder, I don't know. I was so excited um, when the Pacers drafted Julian Strother because I think Andrew Nemhard worked out pretty well when we got him last year. I was excited for that Nam for the Nemhard pick last year, and then we traded. It was part of the trade to the Nuggets, and I'm like, crap. So Pacers had me for a second, and then brought me right back down. Um. Then, at pick number 32, the Pacers get Jalen Pickett. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm back on trade to the Nuggets. I mean, come on. As a Purdue fan, Jalen Pickett killed us <laughs> for so many games. I was so excited to have him on the team. Nope, going to the Nuggets. Um, yeah, the second round, not a ton that I was excited for. Let's see here. Because I know there were some trades going on. Uh, The Lakers drafted Mojave King. Um, It says reportedly traded to Nuggets, but I think the Pacers got that pick. And again, oh wait, the Pacers drafted someone else in the first round. Oh, Ben Shepard out of Belmont. Uh, Apparently he's a good shooter. Apparently that's what we needed. Uh, Mojave King, they said, is another streaky shooter. And they they said that, and yet he's from G League Ignite, so he's played professional, played against NBA caliber players. Said he shot 25% from three. Why are we drafting this guy? 25% from three is awful. In high school, if you shoot 25% from three, that is awful. This guy gets drafted to the NBA and you know the Lakers pick him because the Pacers want him oh my god but they're like but in the combine he went 4 or 5 from 3 so one or two games in the combine is not going to change my opinion on someone who shot 25% in the G League not that he shot 25 from college even though I think shooting 25 from college might be a little bit worse because, you know, three-point line's a little bit shorter. You think you'd have the advantage there. This guy shot 25% in the G League from three in 2023. And this guy's what, like 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, 6'5", five? Six, five, 195, G League night from New Zealand. Uh, let's see. Strong, well-developed guard whose size and length should translate well to the NBA. I saw that he's, I think, a disruptive defender is what they say. This is from NBA.com. He's an effortless, bouncy, out, 
athlete, 42-inch max vertical leap. At six foot five, he should be able to swing between shooting guard and wing. Defensively, King can guard multiple positions, and his athleticism and long arms enable him to contest shots and pull down rebounds and traffic. At this point in his development, King is tracking more as a role player on offense, but he has a smooth shooting stroke that should improve with time. King shot 24.3% from downtown in the G League, but he was a markedly better three-point shooter throughout his time in the NBL, which is the Australian Professional League. That doesn't help. <laughs> like, this guy was a good three-point shooter in Australia, goes to the G League to play against more NBA-like competition, shoots 24%. Oh my god. King displays some traits similar to KJ Martin, Josh Green Josh Josh Green and Josh Akogi. Okay. Profile is from RotoWire on NBA.com. So again, why are we drafting this guy? I don't know. Uh, and then it came to be about probably one of my favorite parts of the draft when I watch or I, like I look through is that let's just get all the best college guys. Doesn't matter what's happening. Just go for it. Um, Cavs draft Monty Bates, which they're talking about on the broadcast where, you know, this guy was like one of the best high school players ever goes to Memphis, doesn't do so good. Transfers to Eastern Michigan. And, yeah, I don't know. the ca- Him going to the Cavs, I kind of like it because he gets to be behind Donovan Mitchell. Here we go. Cleveland Cavaliers go to their most recent roster. Um... So he's probably going to play behind Isaac Okoro as well. Karis LeVert in the backcourt with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Um, Is it somewhere I think he can contribute? Yeah, absolutely. But it's going to take a while. And I just hope that Imani has the patience for it because the Cavs are a really good team and someone a team that I think will I mean they're going to contend for sure I mean Evan Mobley Darius Garland Donovan Mitchell Jared Allen I mean they're just good yeah I'm excited to see what he can do hopefully I'm probably going to put him on a two-way which, I mean, may not be the worst thing because I feel like he could tear up the G League and then, you know, that can translate. Thunder get Keontae Johnson, which I like, out of Kansas State. Uh, Always good for a feel-good story like that, except that this isn't like an Isaiah Austin type thing where, you know, he's just not able to play and they just draft him for, like, they're drafting to the NBA I don't want to say for pity, but I mean, he can't play. They drafted him. Uh, he got physically cleared to play. I mean, someone who killed it at when he was at Kansas State after he transferred. Um, him and he was one of the main reasons. Him and Noel, obviously, 
but he was like the main reason where I was looking at Kansas State to go decently far in the big dance. I don't think I had them going incredibly far as well, not as far as they did, which was Elite Eight. But uh, I mean, that duo. I mean, I think of a bunch. I think people were picking Kansas State to lose like round one, and I was like, guys, they're gonna go two rounds, just because off of that. That duo right there was incredible. Jalen Wilson going to the Nets with every other small forward in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, Miles Bridges. Cam Johnson is a free agent. Um, let's see here. Brooklyn Nets. Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris. Utah Watanabe. Cam Thomas, 6'4", whatever. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson. I do not see... Oh, Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges is not a shooting guard. <laughs> sometimes. I love basketball reference, reference, but sometimes I don't know about stuff like that. Um... Pacers drafting Isaiah Wong. Again, I'm a Purdue guy. This is probably weird for people to hear, but I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is right there. You need to fill out your front court. Trace Jackson Davis went to IU. It seems to fit. I mean, you brought in Oladipo. He was a good player for you guys. People like it when you bring in hometown players. Um, I mean, he's from Center Grove. I mean, it's it, he's from Indy. Like, come on. I mean, he went, like, I get technically Greenwood, but it's a suburb of Indy. He was right there. He was the he was the number one player on the board for, like, ten picks straight. Jay Billis was saying that, uh, I think, he was, like, saying the Wizards needed to take him at 42. He's like, I would go with Trace Jackson Davis here. Um, but, no, we go for Isaiah Wong, who, do I think, would I think that Trace Jackson Davis would be a successful player in the NBA? No. But I think he has a better chance than Isaiah Wong. I know he was ACC Player of the Year. But Trace Jackson Davis won the Carl Malone Award. I don't know. Maybe it was because Isaiah Wong and Miami BIU. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I just did not like the Pacers draft at all. But then Trace did go to the Wizards at 57, second to last pick, um, because Chicago forfeited a pick, and so did Philadelphia, which we haven't seen in a, for the past couple years. So there was only 58 picks, and I mentioned the Bucks get Chris Livingston out of Kentucky. So, yeah, that... Uh, was I'm gonna call it the conclusion of a of a interesting week in the NBA. Um, Bradley Beal going to the Suns traded for Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't even know what was going on. He learned about it on the plane while flying to I think the Today Show or Good Morning America, one of those uh, morning shows. Um, let's see, and then Paul gets traded to Golden State, which is 
insane. Um, I always like from the off the rip. Everyone was saying Chris Paul probably gonna get reunited with the Clippers in L.A. It just seems I don't know why, but everyone's like, yeah, it seems to make sense. Um, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I mean, still CP3 with Kawhi and Paul George, that's a really good team. Um. But no, he goes to the Warriors, trading him for Jordan Poole. And I can, I, I never know why. I just have not, I was never a big fan of Jordan Poole's game in Golden State. I know they kind of fit the system. But to me, he just jacked up too many shots and he hasn't really earned that in my mind. Steph Curry does it, I mean... It's Steph Curry. What are you going to do? He's earned the right to to chuck up some shots. Because when he chucks up shots, they seem to go in. But Jordan Poole doing that? There was one play in the playoffs, I think, against the Lakers. Like, he had a terrible shot. Um... Yeah, so I've never been, like, high on Jordan Poole. Uh, maybe he'll do good in Washington, although I don't think anyone does good in Washington. So, yeah, that's interesting. Paul George is in the mix of getting traded, um, hearing, see, different stuff. A lot of people saying it, that they want him back in Indiana, and I keep saying no, 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 no. He left once. Why would he one? Why would he want to come back and stay? And two, why would Pacers fans want him back after he left? Uh, but now it's rumored that you know they're in talks with the Knicks. We thought Damian Lillard was going to be a part of the Heat because he said during the finals that if the Heat win, um, he wasn't going to go there because it seemed like ring chasing. But they lost, so everyone was like, "All right, Damian Lillard probably going to go to Miami, say goodbye to Tyler Hero." But now, but then the Heat are like, no, we want to keep Tyler Hero as uh, one of our pieces for the future. And then all talks for Lillard stopped on the Trailblazers' end. But there was still hope for Miami. We thought Bradley Beal was going to go. It was one of his two choices, Phoenix or Miami. Uh, Phoenix won. I don't think Phoenix has any pick until like 2030. So that's interesting. Hope to God it works for him because you trade away Chris Paul, but you keep Aiton, Durant, Booker, and add Bradley Beal. Um, but their bench is non-existent. Going to have to get some veteran minimums on the because they have they've spent way too much money. Um, let's see what else is there. I was hoping they would. They could. I thought they could keep Chris Paul. Like I didn't think that was a, an an option. Like I know that. Like I think this was he getting ready to like decline his option. Chris Paul was, but then my thought was that I think what he's trying to do is that he's gonna take a pay cut. You know, like you cut off the contract, you accept lower amount of money so that you know you can go out and get better players because Chris Paul's earned enough in his career. And he has enough ventures outside that where he can earn enough. But no, no, they just traded him. That was a 
And then the Wizards just be like, all right, turn around. Let's trade him for Jordan Poole. So now that Wizards team is interesting. Uh, Chris Middleton rejecting his player option. So now he's a free agent. What happens with the Bucks now? Um, does the stuff with Giannis come true to where, you know, he's kind of, I, he's trolling, he has to be. But, you know, talking about oh, Golden State, question mark? Golden State, how about that? That sounds pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I think... I know I just I know I like just put Giannis in my top ten last week. But I want to see what this will do to Giannis' legacy if Middleton leaves. Now that's a big if. He may just be wanting to sign on for more. But if someone offers him the right amount of money, he can leave. I want to see what he does without Middleton. Um because that will be a huge factor in legacy because if he can't do it without Middleton, then I think Jokic would take his spot in the top 10. Because, I mean, Jokic had Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray kind of turned it up there the last couple uh, playoff series. He's, he's good, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't think he's Chris Middleton level. So... I think that could be huge for the legacy of two players. And I mean, you know, the Bucks fire Budenholzer after losing the first round to the Heat, who made it to the finals. So I won't I won't feel awful about that, but at the same time, if you're in the NBA, you're in the win, and you know. It's been two years since you won, and Budenholzer got the boot. Again, it's been a purge out there for coaches. It's kind of scary if you are a coach. Um, Monty Williams got fired from Phoenix. He's going to Detroit. Nick Nurse got fired. Um, Budenholzer got fired. Vogel got fired. Or Vogel got hired on after, I don't think he, was he in the league last year? Um, let me check because, and these are all guys that have won or made it to the finals within the past, I don't know, five years. It's just churning and burning. Frank Vogel went to Kentucky did not know that. So he was not in the league this past year. His last year was 21 22 with the Lakers. Oh, yeah, because Darvin Ham was with L.A. Um, yeah, these are guys that, I mean, Frank Vogel won a championship in 2020. Nick Nurse won a championship in 2019. Uh, Boodles won a championship in 2021. Williams made it to the finals 2021. Uh, Steve Kerr kept his job 2022 two champion uh Ime Udoka didn't keep his job but for a different reason as we all know uh, but he's in Houston now so yeah it's been weird man um but I'm excited to see what happens free agency coming up pretty soon I mean coming up on July here 
So, interesting to see what happens there. Summer League going to be fun. Uh, apparently, the first game, from what I'm hearing, is going to be Victor versus Scoot. The first time those two will play will be against each other. Um, I'm interested to see the team that the Pacers field for the Summer League because not a fan of our picks tonight. So, I think that's it for this week. It is 123, so I got to go to bed because uh, I'm going to Cincinnati tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. Uh, again, that will be it for this week. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at DFR00. I want to talk to you next week. Peace.